think about authoring my first book? I guess I ask myself the question, where does any story begin? I actually believe that it begins with the raw emotion that envelops you and shapes you right from your formulative years as a child. Because my story is, well, my story. It's certainly different to every other person's story for that very reason. For no other person will interpret the world in the same way that I do. I'm unique and so are you. I've always affectionately said that I'm one of eight because I was born the fourth daughter to a working class family and raised in a small rural township. My mother at the age of 20 was courted by the larrikin shearer, my dad, who was eight years her senior. Her version of the story always makes me laugh because she told me that he stopped her on her way home from Sunday school one day and offered her a lift. He was with his brother and uh, she said that she accepted the lift, but she made sure that his brother sat in the middle. And I could see my mum doing that, not because she was a prude, but just because she liked to do the right thing. She was to become his bride later that year, in amongst the drama of finding out on her special day that one of her sisters had also decided to announce her own engagement. It's funny when you recall the things that happen as you're growing up because I remember years later meeting the mother of one of my first boyfriends and she told me that my father was well known around the district by all the young girls because he was such a fine dancer and her biggest memory I guess of knowing my dad was that he had cold hands but a very warm heart. Anyway, my mum was subsequently taken away from her family, moved to an entirely different state where her and dad enjoyed two very short years of freedom before my mum lost herself in seven years of childbirth. I mean, she literally had one child every year for the first seven years and the eighth child was born five years after the first seven. Now, you may ask, what does this have to do with authoring your first book? Well, it's actually really important because our history shapes who we are. It doesn't limit who we can become, though, and that's really important when I get to the next point. So when I was in year six, which was my final year of primary school, I entered a competition to write a story about the meaning of Anzac Day. Oddly, the competition was open to all students from kindergarten through until year 10. But I believed in my ability as a novice writer and I took a lot of time to think about what I could write about. And I actually did a little bit of analysis around making sure that my story was going to be exciting enough to capture not only the reader's attention, but really, and, and most importantly, I wanted the judges to hear my voice in that story. I wanted them to see me and I wanted them more than anything to acknowledge my talent as a novice writer. Mind you, in grade six, I think I was all of about 12 years old. So 
pretty lofty ideals for a 12-year-old, but nonetheless, they were there. As part of the writing process back then, even as a 12-year-old, I used visualisation and imagination. I can remember closing my eyes to imagine what it must feel like to be a mother, to carry a child for nine months, feel it growing inside of you, giving birth to that child. I thought about how any mother might feel to raise her child from birth through to becoming a young adult. And then to sit back and wonder what would happen when that child went off to war. That child would leave behind a mother who potentially would never see her child again because of the brutality of a war that was so far from our shores. Because back then, and I think that this would have been in the very mid to late mid 70s maybe um, when I was writing this story war was very far from our shores in Australia um, and we didn't have all of the easy ability to fly here and there as we do today so that was part of what I wanted to explore at that time for that particular story and what's interesting about that is that I could absolutely relate to that imagining. Even as a 12-year-old, I hadn't developed myself at that point in time, but I had already seen my mother carry the children that came after me, remembering that I was fourth of eight. And I had watched her struggles as a young mother. I had seen her weariness firsthand at having to care for such a large brood, to cater for my dad's needs. And all the while, she was probably wondering at what point she lost sight of who she was as a person. The day they announced the winner of that competition, I still today can recall standing in this huge group of students all in line, military precision lined up, as they announced the winners of the competition. And as is often the case, they announced the third place getter is, the second place getter is. And then they had a little bit of a chat about the first place winner. And when they called out my name, I was standing in that line thinking there's no way it could be me, but oh my Lord, I was really, really, really wishing that it was me, that, that, was the winner and when my when, when my name was announced I was just in awe of the fact that I had claimed this first prize and I was so so proud of my accomplishment at that time what I didn't count on was the fact that within my own immediate family there was abject apathy and I don't think that anyone considered the effect that this would have upon my belief in myself or the fledgling talent that I had as an author at that age. Because it was right then and there, when I was offered the opportunity to read my story out at Anzac Day, I was so, so proud because I got to read my story out to my greater community, if you like, but not one person from my immediate family was in the hall 
the day that I got to read that speech out on Anzac Day. I looked around for my mum, for my dad, and there was no one there. And moments like that can crush someone so young. And for myself, I would have to say that it was here that my story writing days paused for the longest time. My confidence in myself, my ability was rendered to dust from my perspective. I felt like I was nothing, a nobody with nowhere to go from there. Yet at the same time, others saw more in me than I saw in myself. The deputy principal of our school at the time was also my year six teacher. I had a religious minister who was one of the people that spent a significant amount of time rallying others around him to see the talent that lay dormant within me. I still recount to this day the story of the time that he showed up at the school when I was in year 10. Because our school never offered senior high school learning beyond this point. And to get the next level of education, I would need to leave home and move to one of the larger towns in our district. Intellectually, I knew I had to go. Emotionally though, I was so unprepared for that eventuality. It's funny, you know, because even today when I hear the words of the battle between the heart and the mind, I always end up back there on that very day. For my mind said I had to go, but my heart whispered, how do you let go of everything you've ever known? How do you have the courage to step forward and go and do something that you have no idea how to do? The truth for me is that my life up to that point had been a series of events that were already shaping my life, shaping me to become a much stronger woman than I had ever imagined that I could be even though getting to that point took a significant number of years until I finally released the power within me. And from that point, I haven't looked back because the creativity flowed like a river. The words were all there just waiting for me to find that passion within. You know, it's often said that great songs come from raw emotion and experience. And I also believe that great books can come from here as well. I have always loved to read and listen to music across multiple genres from, for both books and music. And when I first started to write again, I decided that I needed to write about something that I was passionate about at that point in my life. I had actually literally just separated from my husband and moved my two youngest children interstate. And I had a new relationship that was budding at the time. And so for me, my writing started where my passion was, which was for a man who drew from me great emotion, amazing insights into the person that I was, and also the history of where I had come from. And I'd like to share with you an excerpt from a recently penned novel of mine. 
and it reads like this. I still remember our first encounter, Mum, my shyness and the fear of revealing my naked self. You may recall that I told you once before that he didn't relent until he held me completely naked in his arms and with that he won the deepest part of me, my trust. I am always astounded by the pleasure that he also draws from me. In truth, he indulges every whim and desire of mine as and when it arises. I revel in his encouragement for me to discuss my desires openly and that I can act upon them without the fear of being judged. I relish taking the lead at times and he is happy to follow my adventurous nature without hesitation. Life's experiences are where our first novice attempts at writing often come from. I lost my parents within three short years of each other. For me, they were so young. Papa Bear was 69 years old when he left and Mum was only 64 when she left three years later. You know, in through all of my life, I had been so very, very close to my dad. He was my idol. My entire life was built around him. Yet it wasn't until after I lost mum that I realised that she was truly the unsung hero of my life. My passion for writing continued, but this time in a very different direction, because I began what I believe was one of the most powerful writing periods of my life. It was an intensely personal journey because I was seeking, or I thought I was seeking, forgiveness for my mother. For the events that had occurred during my younger years. But my quest actually ended up being a request for forgiveness from her, written in the pages of a novel that I genuinely believe is the best work that I have ever written. Whilst I have both heard and read that an author should stick to one genre, for me I have not felt that those constraints should apply to me. <laughs> and I know many people who know me will laugh at that because I have just such a vast imagination and a desire to entertain within the pages of each of my literary projects that I am investing myself into. I recently just finished my first children's book and I can't believe that I actually have done this and it's amazing because children's books are not anywhere near as intensive to write as adult books are, but you have to be careful when you are writing them to make sure that they follow the rules and there are basic rules to writing a children's book, which you can easily find online. The most interesting part of that was having the characters in mind and developing what those characters would be like within the framework of the book. And for me, it was never about writing a single book because it's actually a series of books that I'm writing um, because the character involved in that particular book is, is a very interesting um, little character. But 
I also have a thriller that I am writing and I have to say that the pages just burst to life when I started to write that. And what was interesting about that particular project and still remains the case is that I actually was working with my daughter to brainstorm and to storyboard that particular book and I had a particular view in mind my daughter certainly had a particular view in mind and in amongst it we came up with the most amazing plot line and group of characters and that is sitting there waiting to be finished writing and it's probably about a third of the way through but it just goes to show that you can write anything you want to write and while some people are passionate about one particular style of writing, you don't have to limit yourself to one style of writing. Because the interesting thing about writing is that you can start at any given point. You can write about what's most current for you right now. You could be writing a cookbook. You could be writing a story about how to sew or whatever. But as you write and as you get into this creative process, you may find that you become the biggest romance novelist out there or the best thriller writer out there or a mix of everything because this is what life is about. It's about actually following your passions and not being afraid and not being held back or constrained by others around you. I know for myself personally that no one shall ever again tell me what I can or cannot do. Because it really doesn't matter what you cut your teeth on when you first put pen to paper or take your first few keystrokes on the computer. You will find within you the place where your passion lies and your creativity, once it's unleashed, will take you in directions that may both frustrate and delight you. But go with it. But, and I say a big but here, be prepared to accept constructive feedback as this can really help you shape your writing skills and move you forward to a finished product that you can be very proud of. But I warn you, at all costs, stay away from negative people. Those who would tell you to stop that you can't possibly hope to be successful. For success, in my view, true success is in the eye of the beholder. I tell myself every day, I've self-published three books so far under my pen name for Erotica and I have on the advice of another author created a non-diplume for the other genres that I've written or am writing. The names I have chosen for those non-diplumes are creative choices and for me I have chosen a mix of strong women that I have known and that have been key influences in my life and names that I just knew would suit the genre of the book that I was penning at the time. But when I talk about success here, success can be the fact that you picked up the pen or you took a few strokes on the keyboard. Success is what you label as success for you. It's not about what someone else says is success. It doesn't mean that you have to have sold millions of dollars worth of books in your first foray into the writing arena. Never, never give up on yourself or your dreams because you don't know which project that you do may take off and may make you successful. But if you don't continue, if you stall at the first hurdle, you won't get to where you want to go to. 
because you have to have perseverance. And I will say this, don't be afraid to try. If you falter, look within, find your inner strength, ask for feedback. Join the writers groups that inspire you because this is your dream and you can turn any dream into reality when you have perseverance at your back and determination leading you forward.